You are Locked On Buckeyes, your daily Ohio State Buckeyes podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in to the Locked On Buckeyes podcast. Matt Hayes, Brandon Bean. What's up? Here with you again on Tuesday, November 27th. And I'm still, my heart is still beating because I just was sprinting across the parking lot. <laughs> Love the people at Kroger, but today it was a little slow over there. It was a little slow today, Beam. As you know, I like to slide over there around 11 o'clock. Of course. We have our daily ritual, man. Maybe 10.55, go a little early because Beam and I like to do the pod before I go produce my show at 12 o'clock and all that good stuff. And look, they were a little slow today. So I was looking at the clock and I'm in line. I'm like, boy, it's 11.20. We got to go. It's 11.25. We, we got to, to go. go. But look, I made it here. I sprinted across the parking lot because we have to hammer this thing out. We got a lot to get into. We're getting closer and closer. By the second to the Big Ten Championship game. Oh, uh, look, I know a lot of Ohio State fans are still riding the high of the beatdown that went down on the shoe, and rightfully so. I totally understand sure. that. Um, look, Buckeye, I was, <laughs> it was funny because I was on – to, uh, some Michigan message boards last night, Beam, just for some entertainment purposes. Uh, it's a dangerous hole to crawl down, my friend. What entertainment it was, because Michigan fans right now are absolutely sick, as they should be, right? Because coming into this game, they were looking at this as, okay, this is the year, whether it was home or away. Sure. They knew in their mind they were the better team, oh, yeah. and they didn't get the job done, not even close. It was just an absolute massacre down uh, with Ohio State. So we got a ton of sound to play. Um Beam pointed out some pro- interesting projections mm-hmm. he saw because we got the college football playoff rankings tonight, which is going to be interesting. I think we know uh, where Ohio State's going to fall on that. We're, I think Ohio State will be sixth tonight. Okay. I think it'll be Bama, Clemson, Notre Dame, Georgia, um, Oklahoma, the Buckeyes, and then UCF probably will be seventh. So uh, that's what I expect, and I don't think anybody in Buckeye Nation should expect anything else because of what we've seen from Oklahoma recently, especially their offense. And now I know what the Buckeyes did. Now, the committee could shock us all, right? They yeah, could really look at what Michigan did or what Ohio State did against Michigan and say, that's better than anything Oklahoma's done all year long because you know what's going down in the Big 12. There's no defense. And look, they're a really, really good team, but who knows how much weight they're going to put into that. But I really expect tonight, Beam, to see the Buckeyes coming in at sixth. Yeah, I think that it, you know it's going to be very interesting to see where Ohio State comes in at. Uh, obviously, you had LSU go down this past week in a seven-overtime game. That takes them out of it. You knew that if you went into that game and you beat Michigan that you would jump them. Uh, UCF with the, the injury to McKenzie Milton, that sucks. You know That kind of takes yeah, them out tough. of everything. Um, but yeah, Maddie, it's going to be extremely interesting because this sets the table for really – where the committee sees Ohio State. And so you look at this thing and say, all right, you know, if Ohio State ends up being fifth in this thing, that's huge. If they end up being fifth, if they're on top of Oklahoma, then I think that that gives you a value point that's saying, like, all right, if Ohio State wins this game okay. against Northwestern, no matter what, that the committee would have to put them in. Well, unless Bama does lose. That's where it gets tricky, right? Sure. I think if you're a Buckeye fan, you got to pull out the Crimson Tide gear this weekend. Yeah. Regardless, Paul right? Paul Feinbaum, you listen to me. Absolutely, because look, you the worst thing that I think for, for Ohio State would be a close loss to Georgia, that being Alabama, yeah. because I really think the committee would consider taking two SEC teams again. They've done it before. And they, they did, did it last year, year, and we saw a national championship game between Georgia and Alabama. So I really think, regardless of where they're seated, being the one thing Ohio State fans should want is for Bama to win this week and pretty much win handily because you don't want them to have – now, I don't think Georgia would get in um, if they'd lose this game, but the one thing that would scare the crap out of me – is the fact that if Alabama does lose this game, a tight game to Georgia, 
That could be trouble for the Buckeyes. And here's the thing. That game kicks off at 4 o'clock on Saturday. Sure. So, so we're going to know. You're yeah. going to know heading into the, the Big 12 game. Is that Kicks noon. off at high noon. At noon. So, yeah, you're going to know everything you need to know about where this Buckeye team is. you got the ACC game at 8 o'clock. That's Clemson versus Pitt. And then, obviously, the Buckeyes take on Northwestern at 8 o'clock on Fox. Speaking of that, um, possibly you could see some 97 won the fan uh, personnel out in Indy, right, B? Yeah, that's right. So uh, it's still in the works. There's nothing official, but if you're planning on going to Indianapolis, planning on going out to the Big Ten Championship game to see your Ohio State Buckeyes uh, take on the Northwestern Wildcats, we are working on something to do a live broadcast from 2.30 to 6.30. Uh, I can't give out the specifications yep. of the location just yet, but if, if you are planning – on going out there to Indy, yeah. playing on pregame in a little bit, I will say that there's a good chance that we're going to be downtown in Indianapolis in a bar yeah. doing live pregame coverage. Uh, your guy AR, Anthony Rothman, yep. who hosts Carpenter and Rothman, is going to be out there. The guy who I host the show uh, with, the Buckeye Show, each night from 6 to 8 right here on The Fan. Timmy Hall is going to be out there. And, uh, yeah, Anthony Schlegel, Joshua Perry, Jerry Rudzinski, a bunch of these ex-Buckeyes, man, they're, uh, they're all going to be there. So it's going to be a really cool event. Hopefully it all gets done by today and we can have more details yes. for you tomorrow. Absolutely. But, yeah, it's great, man. It's only a three-hour drive. We should go over there every single year if Ohio no State's doubt. in this no thing. No question. And, look, Indy's a great town to party oh, in. Yeah. I've done that a couple weekends. One of my best friends used to live out in Indy, went to Butler. So, look, I spent many a night in Indy. And uh, it's a it's a great city, man, with all the tunnels that connect building to building, especially this time of year. I know a lot of people don't like being out in the cold uh, like myself. So, no, if you're going to be in that area, like Beam said, we'll have more details for you probably Tomorrow, um, come on out and rock out with the guys. It'll be a fun day, no doubt. You know, Northwestern fans should be sprinkled in mm -hmm. there. But, man, it, it's going to be a large contingent of Buckeye fans in Indianapolis. I mean, this weekend, excuse sure, me, because we've seen this movie before, man. It's right up the road. Like you said, yeah. there's going to be a lot of people probably taking Friday off to get down there. There's going to be a lot of Scarlet in the Indy area. All right, real quick, I think what we should mention here before we play some Urban in the next block is the Demetrius Knox thing because yep. he has been ruled out. Now mm -hmm. you're going to have a young guy, Wyatt Davis, coming in and playing for playing with this offensive line that's really been turning it up here recently over the last couple weeks. For you, how concerning is this? Look, Wyatt Davis came in as a very highly touted recruit, right? Yeah. And this is a oh, guy yeah. that Urban has spoke highly of. Uh, at, not at Warner. Wow. I don't know why. Greg Stadrawa? Wow. Off one offensive Off lineman flashback. coach to another. Greg Stadrawa. Ed Warner had a bad day on He Saturday. did have a really bad day. He came in here feeling real high on his high horse. But, no, these are – this is a guy that the coaches are really high on beam. I expect him to come in, and I expect him to play fairly well, right, against this Northwestern yeah. team who we know is going to be pretty gritty. They're going to be tough. Look, I got a lot of respect for Pat Fitzgerald because I think what he does with the little that he has as far as recruits is pretty amazing year in and year out, and it always seems like he finds a way to upset a team. Hopefully it's not going to be this week. You know I'm concerned about the emotional letdown, but the Wyatt, Data, Wyatt Davis aspect, I'm not too concerned about it because you still got a lot of veterans around him. He just needs to come in, play some basic football, A to B, and get the job done. Yeah, absolutely. You look at a guy like Wyatt Davis, like you said, highly touted uh, highly touted recruit. So, you know, all this, we say it all the time, Maddie. It's, you know, you don't rebuild, you reload, and it's that next man up mentality. Yeah, it sucks to lose Demetrius Knox out there. Uh, was a leader on your offensive line. Mm -hmm. I thought he played really, really well this year. We talked about Michael Jordan's struggles we talked about Isaiah Prince's struggles yeah. but really Demetrius Knox has been a very solid offensive lineman but you have to think that you come to Ohio State for a reason and Wyatt Davis is going to be ready to go now yep. he did a great job uh Demetrius Knox did this entire season and especially in the Michigan game keeping that defensive line with no pressure uh off of Dwayne Haskins right. so it's going to be a big storyline to watch uh but you know there's a bunch of leaders on this Ohio State offensive line too Maddie that will be able to guide him and help yes. him out so I wouldn't be surprised at all you know, if you see a little J.K. Dobbins, Mike Weber helping him, mm -hmm. if it's going to be a play-action 
play action pass to really uh, kind of get him off of that isolation island. It also helps that he's not going to be out on the end taking on these Northwestern right. defensive ends. You know, it's going to be a, a three technique or a one technique that he's going to have to go up against, going to have to pick up some blitzes. But for the most part, I, I feel pretty confident in Wyatt Davis's ability to get things done on the O-line. No doubt. I want to let you know about Sling TV. You don't want to watch the games. You need to watch the games. Are you sick of paying for 20 channels you never watch when you just want to see your team win? Sling TV is the best way to watch college football. You get $30 a month, ESPN, Pac-12, SEC, and more. Sling TV gives you the live TV you love, only better. Sign up for Sling TV and get a seven-day free trial. Locked On listeners get a seven-day free trial by going to sling.com slash locked on. That's sling.com slash locked on. We'll be right back here in a second. This is Locked On Buckeyes. Your team every day. All right, let's get to some urban sound because he was in a good mood at the podium yesterday, no doubt about that. Um, here's the big thing. Now, I, we know what style of quarterback Urban Meyer loves, okay? The, he's not hiding it. I think all of you Buckeye fans listening to this podcast know the style of Urban, uh, the style of quarterback that Urban Meyer prefers is Tate Martell. And, and and that's okay. It is. And, and that's okay. Yeah. Because Urban, what he's had to deal with all year, is he's had to swallow the pill of, well, look, man, I got an NFL-caliber quarterback here who can make all the throws and who's shown in the last couple weeks that he can use his legs and he can make things shake. So now he goes to the podium yesterday, and we saw it in Michigan. We've seen it in the last couple weeks. Tate Martell is going to get some run. Yeah. Let, let's just face it. You and I haven't been the biggest fans of this thing, but you and I have also accepted that this thing's going to happen. Here's what Urban Meyer said yesterday again about the little dancing sprite. It hasn't been decided, and I'm a Tate Martell fan. So I'm pushing it real hard, and um, and we're gonna do what's what's best. But uh, I think your question was you know appropriate yesterday, but it's certainly not him. You know, to say well it's not working because he's not doing a good job. It's, there's other things involved. So the biggest thing right there, well, two things. I'm a fan. He loves him. Yeah. And he's pushing forward hard. Sure. Okay. And now this to me is this not necessary. We're in championship season now. Yeah. We're in championship week right now. Trying to hunt down a Big Ten champion. Exactly. And number seven has shown you I can handle this, right? What, 15 carries against Maryland? Yeah. Uh, he had a, more than a handful this week um, against Michigan or in the previous week against Michigan. I just really believe because we had Austin Ward on Carpenter and Rothman yesterday. Austin yeah. Ward, you guys know, friend of the program here as well. And he mentioned after the Michigan State game, he knew that Dwayne Haskins was visibly upset when the Tate Martell question came up in the postgame press conference. Yeah. So this is something that your starting quarterback, a guy that we expect to go to the NFL draft here in a couple months, is not happy with. But when you got the head honcho saying, I'm a big fan, and also that he's pushing forward hard, I would continue to expect to see more and more Tate Martell in the next two games of the year. Because here's the other thing that's the underlying factor in this, is that they want Tate Martell to have this in his mind that, look, I'm going to be the top dog next year, right? It's going to be my sure. show. They want to keep him happy as well. I know a lot of people don't like that. I don't like that either because Dwayne Haskins, to me, needs to take every single snap at the quarterback position. He's but your QB1 right now, no man. Doubt. He's the QB1 in college football Yeah, right now, okay? So this cat, to me, deserves every single snap on the playing field. I have no issue at all with Tate Martell. Like I said, I think he's going to be a really, really good college quarterback mm-hmm in the years to come. Yeah. But right now, do not upset the top dog that spins the rock for you at an incredible rate that's been smashing records every single week. I'm not with this, Bean, but I gotta like like I've been saying week in and week out, we gotta just take it because Urban loves it. Ryan Day seems to be all in with it as well as Kevin Wilson. So we're gonna continue to see number eighteen out there. I think it gives you a couple of different looks on the offensive side of the ball. It makes a defense be a little bit more honest. But then again, you know, it would make the defense a little more honest 
uh, if Tate Martell threw a pass this year. That's something we haven't seen yes. him do in the past couple of games. I know that when he comes in, you know, earlier in the season in scrap time, uh, but when they've implemented this package, you know, during the the second half of this season, we haven't seen him throw a pass. And so you know that he's strictly going to come in and run there. And listen, I'm sure that's something that the coaches have talked about, that they want to get him in uh, with a defense king on him for the run. Maybe they can set up something over the top for him or set up a, you know, a nice little play action pass, an RPO uh, to open some things up. But Maddie, I mean, you saw Tate Martell get in two packages against Michigan down on the goal line, and Ohio State came away with field goals from both of it. Exactly. Now, listen, I understand that Urban Meyer is a fan of Tate Martell. I understand that you need to keep him happy because he is kind of your golden goose that's next in the line yep. uh, of great quarterbacks here at Ohio State. You need to keep him happy. You need to keep his morale up. But when you have a guy in Dwayne Haskins who is, you know, uh, rightfully so deserves a spot in New York for the Heisman Trophy ceremony, no doubt. deserves that. He just put almost 400 yards up on Michigan. He just put six touchdowns on their faces, and he's got the most touchdowns passes in college football and he's shown in the last couple of weeks that he can put his shoulders and his head down yes, and get some tough yardage man I mean that's it's so tough to deal with because you have a guy in Dwayne who is clicking on every single cylinder no right now who's finding his guy it'd be different if Dwayne Haskins is only throwing at a 50% clip and throwing interceptions left and right and not being able to get those tough yardages but what Dwayne Haskins has done I just don't think there's any need for it no. right now no I agree with you and uh look it's it's just something to where a head coach has done something for so long and has won national championships, three of them, with that style of quarterback. Sure. Now he's got a different wrinkle in there, and I'm sure this is something he's not used to. But also, when you got the receiver that he's had all season long making plays, yeah. I think the right pair with them was Dwayne Haskins. Look, Tate Martell's going to have his time to shine probably next, starting next year for the next couple of years here at Ohio State. So we'll see plenty of him, and like I said, I think he's going to be a heck of a quarterback. Here's Urban talking about a, another young cat that made a much bigger impact in the game against Michigan. That's Chris Olave. I'd say as as we always do around here, that's been, you know, just like Wyatt Davis is going to get his first start as a Buckeye. And uh, there's a lot of confidence around here because, it's, you know, I've been talking about that for five weeks now, and he's the next man in. And, and uh, Chris Olave, you just have seen a gradual. So uh, instead of an inkling, you just see it in practice. And, and by sheer numbers now with Austin Mack out, he is in the rotation. He's knee-deep in the rotation now. And we talked about this yesterday. We mentioned the Austin Mack injury and how – um, crippling that was, especially the rapport he and Dwayne Haskins sure. has, those guys being roommates and all that stuff. I expect him to come back be, uh, bigger and better next year. But Chris Olave is going to be a guy that next year could emerge, Beam, as the number one receiver in this offense if it's not Austin Mack. Because when you talk about – when you make an impact like that in this type of game – Coaches will never forget that because no. that shows you got no guts way. and that shows you're not scared of the moment. And he's just uberly talented. And when a true freshman can come in and make that type of impact, when there's veteran receivers that have been here for three or four years that are in that same game as you, and then also those guys made plays too. But being, we just can't speak highly enough about what he did on Saturday and the impact that he's going to have moving forward. And also now, Pat Fitzgerald, whatever coach is going to be coaching up against Ohio State in the bowl game, possibly the college football playoff, they're going to have to be aware of this, cat because they know you can't just focus on Paris Campbell. You can't just focus on number one, Johnny Dixon, or 83, or K.J. Hill. This young cat will come in, and he will crack your head with a couple touchdowns if you decide to leave single coverage his way. Yeah, it's going to be the same thing. You know, you're know, you going to have so many people out there. Uh, you illustrated it beautifully there. You're going to have K.J., Terry, Johnny, Paris, You know, Ben Victor. you got to watch out for the tight ends. Luke Farrell did a great yeah, job did. of getting into the game last week. So when you have all these options, what do you do as a defense? 
defense, and then you have an option for Dwayne Haskins to pull the ball down. Like, it's just a nightmare that Ohio State keeps churning these guys out on the outside, and that's something we talked about for years, the production level for Ohio State and how they haven't been at the level that we thought they were. But now we're starting to see receivers come out of the woodwork. Uh, Credit to Brian Hartline for developing these guys and having that attitude to get in there. But, yeah, Chris Olave is going to be the next great Ohio State wide receiver. You saw it on Saturday. That's just the first inkling. I guarantee you're going to see a lot of him this weekend against Nebraska and wherever the bowl game comes for Ohio State. Maddie, let me tell you about our friends at Sling TV. You don't want to watch the game. You need to watch the game. Are you sick of paying for 20 channels you never watch when you just want to see your team win? Well, Sling TV is the best way for you to watch college football. For only $30 a month, you get ESPN, Pac-12, SEC, Big Ten, and more. Stream it on your big screen and all of your favorite devices. Sling TV gives you the live TV that you love, except it's only better. Sign up for Sling TV right now and get a seven-day free trial. Locked On listeners can get their seven-day free trial by going to sling.com slash locked on. That's S-L-I-N-G.com slash locked on. Go to Sling TV and check our people out. You are Locked On Buckeyes. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or tell Alexa or Google to play podcasts Locked On. Don't worry, I won't finish. You get the idea. All right, so we were getting ready this morning. You ran something by me that I had not seen. An interesting little nugget that involves, what, the college football playoff in Oklahoma and possibly Notre Dame? Yeah, so if you go to 538, which is ESPN's project that they have based all on analytics and everything for remaining schedules and college football, it's a big analytical database, and you can punch in, win next, lose next game, blah, 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 to see where you know this, this projection spits out every team in college football and where they're at. So right now, Maddie, if I don't click on anything, win next, lose next, anything right here, the chance to make the playoffs go as is. Clemson's at a 95% clip right now. Notre Dame's at 77%. Alabama's at 71%. Oklahoma's at 50 Ohio State comes in at 60% wow. over Oklahoma to win. Now, if you do the click next, Like, to win next, let's see, we'll click on Clemson. I think they'll get it done. If we click on Bama, which I think they'll get it done over Georgia, we click on Ohio State, and we click on Oklahoma. This spits that sucker out to a 99% chance for Clemson and Alabama. 69% chance for Oklahoma and Ohio State. Unbelievable. 62% chance for Notre Dame. Unbelievable. So whatever that is, man. That's crazy. I mean, I don't know exactly what their formula is, like, I think that Notre Dame's a lock into this thing. Obviously, their analytics don't. I would be very hard-pressed to see if Notre Dame doesn't get in this thing. But if you go to Alabama and see if they lose their next game, yeah. click on that instead of clicking on Bama or Georgia. All right, listen to this. You get Clemson at a 99%. Right. You get Notre Dame at 60 You get Ohio State at 66%. And Georgia at 99% with Alabama at only a 15% shot. Oh, man. Really? 15% shot for Alabama. Okay, see, here's the weird thing to me, and the only thing that I could you know, calculate in my mind while you were saying that was ha- this has to be a strength of schedule thing. I don't know. And I don't it know has it to is. be a the significant wins for Ohio State, Oklahoma, Notre Dame. If we're just going to talk about those three, right? So I guess the best win for Notre Dame would be the Michigan game, right? Week one. The best win for Oklahoma would be... Probably West Virginia okay. last week. Right, and... Ohio State has two better wins in both those teams, yeah. right? When you talk about hammering Michigan, Penn State's going to end up probably in the top 10 tonight when sure. the college football playoff. Um, look, the Northwestern thing, I don't know if it's going to hurt them, but if we're just talking about regular season alone, right. Ohio State's got a strong case. they got a strong case, but they just have the ugly, ugly mark on them of the Purdue thing that the committee couldn't get over last year with Iowa. So if that hurts Ohio State again, 
That's not going to shock me at all. Well, we got to get out of here today. We'll be you back gotta tomorrow. Go. I got to go. You got to go. I got to go. We're hey, four minutes away from showtime. <laughs> Maddie's still grinding out here on the podcast. I love it. Oh, We'll be back tomorrow. We're reacting to the college football playoff. We got a ton of sound. Clayton Thorson, Pat, Mich- Fat, Pat Fitzgerald. We'll Fat get Mitch Farrell. Fat Mitch Farrell. That's going to be his day <laughs> the rest of the week. Thanks for listening to Locked On Buckeyes Podcast. We'll be back tomorrow.